Hello and welcome to the Fandom Show. Before we get started on this week's episode, we just wanted to let you know about something new that we've got going on. So we have a Patreon. Uh, you can support us for a couple bucks a month if you have some extra money to spare, but we have a really fun new thing on our Patreon, which is a patron-exclusive podcast called The Fan Club. Yeah, The Fan Club is a space where we, uh, Steph and I, are going to talk about all the things we are fanning out about on a smaller level, not our micro-fandoms, just things that we're really, really getting into in that period. Because we go through phases, just like everybody else, where we get obsessed with things. And this is the podcast we are going to use to talk about those things. We're taking those micro we're making the macro fandoms. We're talking about them. Uh, we Our first one is a Jeopardy-based episode where we actually take the Jeopardy quiz online. It goes away. It goes away. Uh, so, uh, and we hope you don't think less of us afterwards. Anyway, so... If you have uh, a couple bucks to spare uh, and you want to throw it our way, we would really appreciate it. It helps us make this podcast go. But... Uh, most importantly, it's just that you're listening. Uh, that is the greatest way to support this show. So thank you so much. But if you do want to toss some bucks, you go to patreon.com forward slash the fandom show. And now to our episode. Welcome to The Fandom Show, the podcast where we learn about fantastic fandoms by talking to our favorites about their favorites. I'm Stephanie Malik, And I am Guy Green. And today we're talking about a show that delves into what happens when you and your sister don't have fun together and <laughs> you, one of you gets kidnapped. That could be so many shows. I know, Steph. but this one specifically is Arcane. It is. Based on the League of Legends game. Uh, Kaya, what do you know about Arcane, the TV show? Okay. Um, I know that I heard that it was great and then we watched it and then I was like, wow, that's fucking great. Um, <laughs> that's what I mainly remember. Um, it's, uh, I believe the story of two sisters who live in, uh, the sort of under, uh, city of Zon, um, and, uh, get caught, uh, stealing something from the overcity of Piltover and uh, chaos ensues, but it's about the dynamic between these two sisters, and it looks fucking gorgeous. Oh. It's one of the prettiest shows I think I have ever seen in my entire life. Steph, what do you know about Arcane? The theme song fucking slaps. Yeah. It's the best theme song. Uh, <laughs> it Watching this show, like even if you are just tentatively putting your toe in, you're going to hear this theme song and you're going to be like, Fuck, I can conquer the world. Uh, once we started uh, watching the show, I started every morning just playing this theme song for Kyat as like hype up our day. They, it was uh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I need to correct this. You didn't play the theme song for me. You woke me up by putting the theme song <laughs> on your phone and holding it to my ear. Yeah. That uh, is how I woke up for, I'm going to say a month. And did you get hyped? Was that a hype month of your life? Some days. <laughs> Other days, I was significantly less hyped that you had decided that I needed to be awake <laughs> this way. Anyways, uh, do you know who knows a ton about Arcane? Who is it, Steph? You tell me. Okay, I will. Um, our guest today, Edward Choi, is an award-winning Toronto-based comedian and actor. He's recently performed at the Second City's touring company. Very excited. Also a licensed professional engineer in the province of Ontario. Cool. Them some skills. And is self-proclaimed the first Korean head writer of CBC's Heartland. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm I'm excited to hear uh, him explain that last part, Edward. <laughs> Yeehaw! Giddy-up! Um, just for reasons of us not getting 
getting sued. Um, (laughs) Are you self-proclaiming that you're the first Korean head writer or that you are self-proclaiming you write for Heartland? Both. Yes. Yes. You can be anything. That's right. You know, why not? And just to explain, I'm just like, people are always wondering, do you really write for Heartland? And the answer is no, officially. <laughs> but if you could, would you? I could, and I would, uh, right? Yes. Now, it all started off with, like, okay, you know that show Kim's Convenience, Oh, yeah, right? I'm familiar with it, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah, you may have heard of it. And, like, there was, like, an article that came out, like, a controversial one saying, like, did you know Kim's Convenience actually has no Korean head or writers Ooh. at all? It was just, like, the, the creator or, like, the showrunner's Korean is based on his play, right? Yeah. But other than that, there's no Korean writers, right? And the, even, like, the, uh, the actors on the show were kind of like almost like like uh, complaining about that be like you know the stories like they weren't exactly like authentic to the Korean experience and I actually like noticed that too while I was watching and I say this as someone who's the child of two convenience store Oh, yeah. So like that, I I always thought like Kim's convenience was my life, right? And like, and I did notice while watching the show, it's like things are like a little off. Like that's not how it would go. You know what I mean? And when when that article came out, I'm like, oh my god, that makes so much sense, right? So just to be like funny and be a bit of a troll, <laughs> I thought like, what's what's the whitest show I can think of? You're absolutely right. <laughs> you know it's I mean? Heartland. It's definitely Heartland, right? I was thinking maybe Coronation Street, but nah, nah. I'm gonna go with Heartland. So I thought like, can I like convince uh, people, and also can I get CBC to respond to me <laughs> and release an official statement saying no? Just to be clear, he does this not. This has not <laughs> nor really Heartland. ever write for Heartland. <laughs> I changed my Twitter banner to like the Heartland banner. Oh my god! And I actually had like legitimate like DMs from people going like, "When season fifteen oh coming god. out?" <laughs> I love that. That is incredible. Or, or like messages of congratulations That's... for being the first Korean head writer oh of Heartland. Oh my god! And I kept like. Adding CBC on Twitter. Like, <laughs> when are you going to announce that I'm the head writer of Heartland? Your silence is deafening. CBC, I know you're listening to this podcast. Uh, <laughs> please either man. hire Edward or make a statement. We need the truth from <laughs> you. Need this. People need to know. Anyway. Um, another thing people need to know about is Arcane. Just to bring <laughs> Ooh, it back what around. what a segue. Kyle. Wow, thank wow. you. Savvy. Hire me, NPR. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so for people who have never heard of the show Arcane, before mm-hmm. what how would you describe it okay so first of all arcane is based on a computer game called league of legends yeah. right and league of legends is arguably the most played most popular game in the world like the literal world right yeah. now like on twitch you'll see it's like either the top one or two most games played big and in esports too right huge in esports there's yeah. like pro league of legends players earning like multi-million dollar contracts as well Shit. it's it, there's like it's huge yeah. right and um yeah it started off just as a game there was no like story component well there's like a lore like each champion had like a lore yeah so it's like, like a, a fighting game it's like how i describe it is it's kind of like basketball in the sense that it's five on five and each position has like their own responsibility, oh. and you're fighting against each other, trying to like raid each other's base. Okay, and yeah, it was based like on that. Dota, right? Based on Dota, exactly. Yeah. I was reading a little bit what? about it after Arcane because I was like, "What is this game?" Yeah. And Dota is that an acronym? That's Defense it's of the a... Ancients. Cool. Yeah, how do you not know that? Stuff? Look, I'm not a gamer. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Okay, most people don't <laughs> know or don't care. <laughs> I know the so. acronym Dota. Yeah, I, I knew it stood for something. I've never played it. I just had friends who played it a lot. So, mm-hmm. but. 
yeah, it's it's based on that sort of tower-based defense sort of yeah, thing, right? Yeah, there's definitely towers. And it's like, it's not like a first-person shooter. It's not, it's kind of like a, you have kind of like this bird's eye view of like this board. And okay. you control one person. And they, each, each character has like their own kind of like feel, their own look, and their own abilities and stuff. And, uh, but again, like they... Over the years, League of Legends is a very old game. It came out like in the early 2010s, I want to say. Oh, yeah. Or 2006 or something. And here's the thing. So like as the game grew in popularity, Riot Games, which is a producer of League of Legends, they released these like fantastic like cinematics of like brief little snippets of the champions, everyone's favorite like champions like fighting with each other. And everyone kept going, oh, this is so cool. League of Legends should have like their own show, right? So, like, at Riot Games' like 20th anniversary, they released, we are coming out with a new show about League of Legends, Arcane. And everyone went, like, so crazy hyped for it. Yeah. And, like, but people were so worried, too, because, like, screen on-screen adaptations of video games can go either really well or really bad. Yeah, right? classically not a successful genre of mm-hmm. adaptation. Mm-hmm. Like, I think of the World of Warcraft adaptation. Oh, and I'm like, my God. Woof. Yeah. And, Woof. and soon to be the Super Mario adaptation. Oh, boy, yeah. How do you feel about the Super Mario? Did you see the trailer for the Chris Pratt Super Mario? Yes. Did I, I, yes. <laughs> yeah. It looks visually fantastic. Stunning. Absolutely. And then Chris Pratt starts talking. <laughs> it's it's like, a me, Chris Pratt. <laughs> it's, it's a me. Who is this? Burt Macklin. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's going to be so weird to hear Mario talk just as Chris Pratt. Yeah. It's so bizarre. We all know his voice. His voice mm. has appeared in many things. Yeah. And also the voice actor for Super Mario is still alive and working, yeah. by oh, the way. Oh, come That's on. That's yeah. Disrespect. But like Jack Black as Bowser is like perfect. Yeah, oh, I know. Love that. Love that. And uh, Keegan Michael Key isn't he doing Yoshi? Oh, I is say? he? What? It's Yoshi or Toad. I forget which one. Love it. Love anyway, it. anyway, <laughs> there's been a lot of bad ones. Yes. A lot of bad ones, and people were really like skeptical at first. But again, like when the there's actually like a very interesting documentary that came out with like the making of Arcane, and they showed like them talking with this French animation studio called Studio Pastiche. Mm. And I, I'm glad you said it's visually stunning because and you know how like that overused phrase of like each frame is like an art piece, right? Yeah, that's a very every cliche. frame a painting. Every frame a painting, but that's literally true of Arcane because Studio Pastiche they literally hand paint like the actual like framing and how it's gonna look like. So each frame was a painting. So wow. like it's literally and you like can tell. Art. You can you tell you can absolutely oh, yeah. tell. There were moments where I was just like, I can't believe that literally every frame of this, every shot of this looks so yeah. good. Like you could turn uh, don't do this because the story's also great and we'll get into that. But like you could mute it and just yeah. stare at it. Oh yeah. And like even like um, you know, a lot of like uh, cartoons, they save on money by putting all the animation budget into like the fight scenes, mm-hmm. yeah, and making like you know like maybe like the scenes where it's just dialogue and exposition, exposition. It's like very choppy, like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But with uh, Arcane, like they even went all out, even like the slow scenes, like the dialogue scenes. It look just looks visually stunning to just even see people just talking at like a bar or something. Yeah, you know my I mean? eyes didn't know what. It was watching because you're like, is this a painting? Is this animation? Is this drawn over live action? Like something about it is so unique uh, that I couldn't quite process what I was seeing. From what I understand, they used 3D models that they then painted onto, which is why it has that that like – is it two dimensional? Is it three dimensional mm-hmm. they, feeling? Yeah, they they do such a great job of like mixing like two D kind of like animations on top of like overlaid on top of like a three D picture on top of a two D backdrop. It's yeah. like 
the, it's just so rewatchable just to like watch it. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? it's it's so what D and D games look like in my head. Yes, yes. That's exactly. like that's what I felt like when I was watching. It. I was like, when I picture D and D, it's not like real. It's not. I don't mm. imagine people like us. I imagine what arcane looks like. Yeah, cool. yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, so the arcane of the show comes out amazing reception. It's like 100% Iran Tomatoes or something like that, and people are so happy with it. And but uh, yeah, and let me just say. I recommend this show to anyone. You don't need to play the game. Yeah, we, we, we not played the, the game. Yeah, yeah, it's, and that's just like a testament to how great the writing was. The yeah. fact that you don't even need to like play the game to actually like get what's going on, be invested into it. Yeah, but yeah, it's a great show, and I feel like it. It just it shouldn't work on paper, just because of like just how packed the lore is. Yeah, but they did such a great job of like interweaving like certain like strings of narratives and making them overlap in really like compelling ways. And honestly, it's like a genre. Ex- like it has like multiple genres within it. Yeah. Like on one hand, it starts off like a Goonie style like ragtag kids getting yeah. into trouble, and then it sets up Act Two, which turns into almost like a crime procedural drama with Caitlin like finding Jinx and stuff. Yeah. It's also a political drama with Jason and Heimerdinger as Very well. Very much so. And also like a like a tragic like family drama between Vi and uh, Jinx as yeah. well, right? Or Powder, I should say. And also Victor's whole story is very like almost feels like Hunchback of Notre Dame. It's yes. just like this this twist. Creature, I know. Little Victor Frankenstein in yeah. there, like, yeah. And uh, like, let me just say, you don't have to like play the game to watch it. But if you did play the game, you're just every scene, you're just going like, oh my god, it's him. <laughs> oh, I was gonna ask about that. Sorry. Yeah, does every character in it exist in League of yeah. Legends? So Victor is like a playable champion. Jace, Jinx, obviously Vi, uh, Heimerdinger, Echo? and Caitlyn, Echo as well. Cool, and Echo's so cool. People say that Vander, like the Jinx's like adoptive dad, is is supposedly teased as a like a werewolf style champion called Warwick, but that's still kind of like left, um, oh. you know, uh, in the gray. We right. don't know for sure. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, but it's it's just so. Again, there's just so much going on in this world that it really shouldn't work because like it's just so complicated. But like they. Again, they did such a great job, I feel like. It, yeah. Like, it never felt slow or overcomplicated. You're just excited to see what's going on. Yeah, it feels like they took a big leap from what it sounds just like. these. You get little snippets of these characters, but then they're like, no, trust us. We are giving you this tale. And then uh, they executed it so well. So well. Mm-hmm. So what's your origin story with this? How did you get into this? Did You you played the game initially, I assume? So I don't mean to brag. <laughs> But I played League of Legends and I was in the top eight percent of North America. Wow! Holy shit. Okay. I mean, so yeah, I was pretty cool. Who was your champion? <laughs> I, I think it's fair to say that you mean to brag, and that's fair. Well, who's your no. champion? Who did you play as? I actually played as Jace. A oh, lot. really? So to see him as like a central character, I'm like, yes, yes, this guy he could do no wrong, <laughs> even oh. though he does a lot of he does, wrong. Well, I was say, he does a lot of wrong. He's wrong constantly. I'm a Jace apologist. <laughs> oh, right. I can't wait for our hot takes. That's right. But uh, yeah, like I got, I was, I was like so obsessed with the game. Like I went to like, like I would go to school, come home, play League of Legends until like midnight, go to sleep, go to school, come back, play League. Of, it was like literally an obsession. I oh, played so nice. freaking much, and also like watching the pro scene, and also a like, shout out to Chronologic Gaming, the pro League of Legends team I support. Ooh. Hell yeah. <laughs> and uh, I got their merch. Sick. Anyway, That's awesome. And uh, and also, uh, yeah, just watching people on Twitch, like, stream League of Legends as well. as Like, 
man, League consumed like so much of a life of my life, but I had to like quit because like I, I got into like engineering school. Yeah, and yeah. You can it's it's impossible to like do both. So I really like dropped League of Legends for a while, but then I still like uh, kept up with it, like the pro scene and watching people stream it. Sure, yeah. But yeah, when the show came out, I was like just so ready and just like so excited for it, and I'm so glad they did such a great job. Yeah. Oh. So as somebody who's a big fan, you were like, oh, oh yeah. this is everything I wanted it to be? Oh, yeah. And if it was going to be a bad show, I would have been devastated. Of course, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. as yeah. much as like it's a different thing, you still want to see those yeah. characters. I you know. still you put so much. I'm experiencing this with The <sighs> Last of Us right now, and I'm very happy it's good. But oh, like, yeah, go. yeah, I, I, I know that feeling. But very responsible of you to stop doing it when you went to college. Honestly, like, I was... I there's no I would have dropped out for sure <laughs> for sure. Do you think you could have gone pro though if you had not gone to school? You know, honestly, like a lot of pro players, like they would like just skip school just to play all day. And like I honestly, ugh, this may be me blowing myself up a bit. I feel like if I really focused in on it, I would have went pro. I'm not. Oh, trust me, I would have went. Pro. Do you think you can go back? And get started oh, on no. that on that path. It was time, Edward. I'm like 32, or I'm turning 32 this year, and in pro gamer land, that's like 78. You're, you're ancient <laughs> at that point. Yeah. You're, you're, you're considered a gamer boomer if you're like 24. Which oh I, my that's God. like professional yeah. sports as well. It's just like as you age, you're like, there's no way you can get yourself to this level. Your yeah. finger reaction time. It's not the same. Like yeah. actually, you're arthritic exactly. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're considered a geriatric gamer at that point. <laughs> you have to get those ergonomic mice. <laughs> like, get the keyboard. Just like wrist braces, yeah. get yourself ready to go. Uh, and that that is like a common problem with pro gamers. They get like early onset. Uh, it's called um, what's it? uh, arthritis. Yeah, arthritis. Yeah. You're gonna sell Alzheimer's, and I was like, oh no, <laughs> oh, no. shoot, no, oh no, let's get that. Then. You heard it here first. Fandom show breaks the news. Video games cause <laughs> Alzheimer's. All right, so you were you, you were a dedicated gamer. Oh yeah, for sure. Very for sure. cool. And um, yeah, like honestly, it's uh, again recommend to anyone. Great show. And um, I like to hear like what you, what your thoughts on as people who didn't actually play the game. Uh, do you want to? Hear? I, I would say like uh, it's from a writing perspective because that's always you know what I nerd out about. Uh, it's rock solid it's mm-hmm. it's a rock solid story like the yeah. way that they develop the characters how slowly they introduce them like what they give you to work with in terms of like building up character dynamics and what they want from each other it's so good it's so 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 well thought out mm-hmm. and they really the pacing is very good considering how much they get through ooh ooh it's it's fabulous yeah, yeah i agree with that because like, it feels like even like the side like tertiary characters like they, they do such a good job of making characters have their own agenda and, like, their own motivations. And their actions do make sense. Yes. Like, they're, no one's, like, evil just for the sake of being evil. Like, Marcus, like, the Piltover police chief. Yeah. Like, he, like, betrays, like, um, you know, uh, the Undercity people as, and as well. Or, like, he kind of, like, does, like, evil stuff. But it makes sense for him to do it because Silco was, like you know, implying that he was going to, like, harm his family and stuff like that. So it does make sense for Marcus to be kind of, like, a crooked cop. You yeah. know what I mean? And, again, like, and also just, like, with Jace and his, like, uh, his quest for power, his political power and mm-hmm. stuff like that, it makes sense because his family that creates, like, the hammers and stuff, like, they were kind of, like, considered, like, a lowly family as well. So it's, like, he has, like, a chip on his shoulder and Trying also— to hold power. Exactly. And like the fact that like he's obsessed with the harnessing arcane magic because he was saved by it as a child, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like 
And again, like also like Soko and Jinx, like they're weird, like dynamic. I'm glad it didn't go into like it didn't devolve into like romantic it thing. Felt, it, it was could definitely be cut. Father, it was daughter. on the cusp. Oh though. yeah, like there were moments where you're like, uh, I'm glad it stayed on the cusp. I don't want this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad it was definitely like father daughter. Yeah, dynamic, yeah. she's sure. also young. She mm-hmm. reads very young, not just as a character, but in her like emotions. Uh, she's very mm-hmm. emotionally young. Yeah, uh, I thought it was pretty. Yeah. Uh, I really loved. Uh, it's a bit gay, which I also enjoy. Could uh, be more gay. Could be more gay. Oh. We'll get into that. I say more gay. More gay. Always uh, more gay. Oh, yeah. People are thirsting for Vi like, yeah. <laughs> when the show's coming I out. mean, there's a there's a uh, internet personality. Her name is Claire. Uh, she's a bodybuilder, and she cosplayed Ooh. as Vi. And it was just, that was kind of – she did She-Ra before, but then started bulking up more mm-hmm. and did Vi, and it was impressive. It was – Good. Yeah. I think there was a lot of there was a <laughs> was section really of the internet that was mm-hmm. super into it. There There's a go. section of the internet that Vi is for. Yes. <laughs> I feel oh, like yeah. That, that oh, is, yeah. Yeah. That is a character design that is aimed at some people. Yeah, absolutely. Lesbians. Uh, so we're talking a bit about how this show's been uh, a great video game adaptation. How do you think they managed to make the story so compelling and the world feel so compelling compared to other similar adaptations? You know, it's funny because, like, League of Legends already had such a rich lore, again, because, like, we're only seeing, like, the dynamic between Piltover, like, this great... And in the game, Piltover was based on the steampunk aesthetic. Yeah, and that that right. reads, I think, yeah, all, sure. all of the different like, um, mm-hmm. but not in an obnoxious way. It doesn't read as an obnoxious steampunk. I think they it's really like cool. downplayed it yeah. for the show. Like, but like the early adaptations of the game, people had like those goggles on, yeah, and, like, yeah. Those steam wings, mechanical the, like, wings, and <laughs> top stuff like hats that. with gears on them so for no reason. Gears. Kaylin's character model literally had that. A top hat with like a monocle that like retracts. Oh down. my goodness! Yeah. That I'm glad they pulled that back yeah. slightly because of the top hat. <laughs> I have nothing against steampunk. I think yeah. there's it's a lot of cool, cool aesthetics yeah. there, but top hats don't need gears. No. I'm just I'm I'm <laughs> saying they're not. Mechanical. They're not. There's mechanical. nothing They're that just will do. We're not in Inspector Gadget here. It's an empty here. tube. That's the first hot take of the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like honestly, like League of Legends already has such a rich lore of like this dynamic between again Piltover and Zon. It's like a tale of two cities. It's just like it's it, there's already such a playable dynamic there. Of, like we're like the privileged city and the undercity, or whatever is like the sewers that we throw our refuse to, and the, the obviously the people in the undercity have like a chip on the shoulder. And yeah, again, like it's. And also, here's the thing. Like, that's just, like, the tip of the iceberg. Like, you think, like, Game of Thrones has, like, such a huge, like, world. But if you talk about, like, Runeterra, which is the world of League of Legends. Yeah. It's massive. There's, really? Like, different, there's, like, other way more interesting regions out there. Like, and is really? this stuff that plays out in the video game? Or is it, like, kind of Dragon Age where you have to buy a bunch of books and read all the codex <laughs> to get an no. understanding of the world? Oh, yeah. That, it's, that, that dynamic is definitely at play. Like, like. When you play the game League of Legends, like you'll see that sometimes the Piltover characters and the Zon characters kind of like talk smack to each other like during the game. Really? Right? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's been like a thing even before the show. So like again, like the lore, de- the lore is already established, right? The the show itself is just kind of like how do we tell this in like a cohesive way? Yeah, yeah, and have all balance all these characters like different origins and motivations and what they're what they're ultimately trying to achieve and stuff. Yeah. Knowing that, I can't help but feel like the the success of the show is that it didn't try and do too much. Oh, yeah. Like, if they tried to, like, touch on, like, all the regions at the same time, definitely would not have worked. Totally. For sure. I didn't feel overwhelmed as a viewer. Yeah. I'm so glad they kept it to just Piltover and Zon. And, in fact, for season two, I almost wish they don't continue this story and just just take a look at a completely different region. Like, there's a region called, like, Demacia and Noxus and Ionia. So, like, Demacia is, like, the 
royal like we're super good all the time yeah. and royal and like Knox is like we're evil <laughs> you know the evil version of Demacia and Ionia is like based off like an East Asian aesthetic like ninjas and stuff like that martial arts and stuff it's and there's also like the Freljord which is like this winter region which has like a gateway to a place called the Void which is like this existential threat over all of Runeterra wild there's also like a pirate themed region called Bilgewater that actually has like perfect so name many, for a pirate um, very good yes yeah. very yeah. good oh and the characters in Bilgewater I, Bilgewater I feel is more interesting than all of the other Runeterra characters honestly really? so I really hope they touch on that and they're close to a place called the Shadow Isles, which is like a Halloween-y kind oh, of like what? demonic, like ghosts and demons and stuff like that. Sam. Yeah. And ugh, like the again, I think season two they are gonna continue on this Vi Caitlin kind of thing. But I yeah. really hope we get to see like the other regions. And we kind of touched on it too because um Jace's like main squeeze, like uh, her mom is actually from Noxus. Right. Oh, okay. I, I was yeah. gonna ask about that because there is one one character outside of the region, yeah. is what yeah. I recalled. Yeah. And yeah. you see that her like she her, was her wild. attitude was very like aggressive, and that's like typical of someone from Noxus. Right. Cool. Kind of kill or be killed. Yeah, exactly. And each region has like their own like motto. Like uh Piltovers is like strength through progress. Okay. Yeah. And like Noxus is like strength through power you know so like it makes sense that like her mom was very like aggressive and telling uh, her daughter to just like seize power like no matter what at all costs and Ugh. that informed jace's like motivations as well do you think there's still with uh so season one you know you're hoping that season two kind of breaks out from there do you think there's still stories to be told from that realm or do you think they're kind of wrapped up and you know what there's actually so many other piltover and zon characters that weren't even shown in really? the show there's like so many more Honestly, but like, again, like, I don't know if like if they do it again, it almost feels like they're we've already seen it before. Yeah, you know what I mean. Totally. Like, I, or that could just be me. Like, I'm okay with just like living in this world for a bit more. But I'd love to see the other region because there's so many other interesting characters in the world. Yeah, as well. And we we're yeah. talking about this with regards to White Lotus. One of the things that we like so much is that they they kind of understood this is a singular. Uh, story with these people in this place and then they're like okay we'll take maybe one character but now we're going somewhere completely different to tell uh, a similar type of story in this world by the way the White Lotus Hotel franchise you'd think they'll get shut down by now what's with all the murders <laughs> wait are, like, yeah, absolutely like, like if there's been two separate like hotel guests dying that's that could sink a yeah, franchise on your property yeah and undoubtedly there will be a third oh yeah there will sure. be a third it's, death. It's probably going to be on like a cruise or something. I think they're going to uh, to East Asia. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, that's for the it, next one. That's what it looks like. I think it's going to be about like uh, wellness culture. Yeah, about a, uh, a bunch of white people going to a retreat, I'm sure. Which oh, I that. am pretty stoked about because <laughs> oh. I think that's going to be funny as fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, there's so much you could do with that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway. But yeah, the idea of taking, you know, a character or two, like in this case, Fire and Caitlin, and bringing them into a new realm. Like, do mm. they do they traverse realms a lot in League of Legends? Well, now they can with the Hex Gates, right? Right. Because, like, that's what that's the technology that Jace unlocked yeah. and made Piltover, like, super rich and stuff by increasing trade between the regions. I feel like that does, like, make sense. I'm glad they wrote that into it. It's, like, a savvy way to introduce the concept of, like, Hex Tech technology. 
And that would be cool if like Vi and Caitlyn almost became like a buddy cop kind of duo that traverse through like other regions oh. to like solve mysteries like somewhere sliders. else. Like sliders. Buddies. <laughs> cool. Sure, buddies. Yes, yes good friends buddies. and roommates. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you two are really close. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys do everything together, right? Wow. <laughs> One bed, you say? <laughs> That's Save convenient for saving money, yeah. Yeah, yeah, wow, great, awesome. Uh, so let's talk about characters. Um, which one is your favorite? Is it Jace? And is that just because you have that connection through playing? Yeah. Or, and has it changed between the game and the show? Oh, that's interesting. You know what? Like, well, ever since the show came out, like, Vi, the character in the game, was really, like, not played that much. But when the show came out, she went to, like, 90% played. Like, really? Just so, that's what a show can do. It's like, yeah. oh, I want to play the character from the show, yeah. right? So, like, her playtime really went up. And, and for those who don't know who Vi is, who are listening to this having not watched the show, mm-hmm. what's her character like? So, Vi is, like, this, like, badass kind of, um, like, basically, she solves all her problems by punching through things. Yeah, like a Heck brawler. Yeah. yeah, the typical brawler. Just like, And even in the game, she plays that way as well. Like, all her abilities are about just, like, going through things and pushing things nice. and just, like... Beating the crap out of people, <laughs> just pummeling them, right? So, and that really reads. And um, I guess like her partner is Caitlin, and even in the game, Caitlin's like described as like this like procedural detective, police officer, and she's also like considered like a marksman class. So basically, she's just meant to like shoot people, right, yeah. from like long range, and very like methodical as well. Mm-hmm. And like she like lays down traps and like shoots nets at people as well. Cool. So it's like it really reads. But in terms of like characters, I love. I still love Jace. And oh my god, like that scene where like Jace and Vi raid the uh, Shimmer Factory. Oh yeah. Oh my god, that was like all the fan service I was asking oh. for. It's like yes, that was that was such an awesome sequence. I must have replayed that like a hundred times. <laughs> it was very good. It was so freaking awesome. My god, like they really were like setting it up, and they really like follow through like that was that was so satisfying just to see them like just beat the crap out of people with the abilities from the game so people who are playing the game and they're watching that sequence are going yes i use that ability oh that's so cool that's so cool yeah. that's very fun but also like it it again as somebody who didn't know those things watching it i wasn't like oh that seems like an a reference yeah it seems <laughs> you know? like fan service it didn't seem like out it was it was out of nowhere for someone else it yeah. was very yeah. well integrated yeah. and like just so you know like i did wonder if people who didn't play the game would watch certain sequences like when when vi was fighting uh selvika the 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 person that has like a knife coming out of like her arm oh yeah yeah like how Vi, Vi was like losing that fight, but then at the last minute she like summons like a shield around her that like allows her to turn the tides against Selvika. I was like wondering, are people going to write that or watch that go like, oh, that's convenient. But Vi does have a shield in the game. So yeah. it's like, that's actually like one of her abilities. Yeah, just because they don't show up before that moment doesn't mean that it's not mm-hmm. innately part of that character. And I don't think Vi even knew her gauntlets could do that either. That was like a feature that Jace probably programmed into it, but... Again, like, it was just, yeah, like, uh, I forgot what the question was, but it was just awesome. <laughs> Favorite character. <laughs> Favorite character. I'm going to go with Jace, but I let me just say I I love what they did with um, uh, Victor. Yeah. Like, I never really cared about Victor as a character in the game, but, like, I found that he was, like, such a, just a compelling character in the show because you really felt for him, you know yeah. what I mean? Just, like, he's... He, he was so, like, modest and humble. It's, like, I love that, like, he's from the Undercity, but then got sick while in the while in the Undercity by breathing, breathing in those like, fumes and just shows, like, the difference between, like, classes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And 
and how like privileged Jace is and how like kind of underprivileged uh, Victor was. Yeah. Right. And he has like this like debilitating disease that he's trying to like cure himself. And like you really felt a lot of sympathy for him. Yep. And in the game, he's actually like such an evil guy. Really? Yeah. So it so it was interesting to see him like in his early stages of being kind of like a humble, good, modest guy and to like be like, oh my God, people don't know. He's going to turn into like this evil ass dude, right? Do we know what turns him? I think like um, like what supposedly happened is that he gets like banished from like Piltover eventually because he's using the technology for like, and he, he already is kind of not treated the best by the Piltover like politicians and yeah. stuff like that. And I don't know if you remember, but there's like a scene in the show where um, Victor and Jace were showing Heimerdinger the technology they've been working on, and one of them was like a laser that cut through like rock. That's yeah. actually Victor's main weapon in the game. Oh, really? So the, I like the, how they tease that. That's you know what nice. I mean? Yeah. So it's like, oh, Victor's going to use that and eventually do something that's going to piss everyone off. Yeah. Right? It is definitely being billed as a like villain origin story. Oh, I yeah. Feel. yeah. 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 And also, like, um, uh, what's it called? Oh, like, uh, friggin', oh, he is. Victor, what my one kind of like gripe about the show, like the one flaw I saw in the show was this. Do you remember Victor had an assistant called like Sky? Oh, yes. She's like mm. a lab assistant or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I just found it so weird and jarring that she barely shows up. You know what I mean? And yeah. barely has lines and barely even establishes or even shows that she has like a crush or a relationship on, with right. Victor. And yeah. then what happens to And her? then she dies yeah. while trying to save Victor. And then that shows, that's supposed to establish that Victor's like going through it like, oh my God, my lab assistant's dead. Like, oh my God. What have I done? What have I done, right? But then I'm thinking, I'm watching going like, you barely knew her. Yeah, <laughs> like, like it's clear she has a crush on him, but yeah. they don't have a dynamic. Yeah. There's nothing going on there. Yeah, right? I feel like, I hate it when shows do that. They just like bring in a character simply to serve the purpose of dying. Oh yeah, fridging. Fridging. That's yeah. fridging. Yeah. That's li- yeah, that's literally what happened. I just felt like maybe like her scenes were cut for time. Yeah. But they definitely didn't do a good enough job of establishing the stakes between the relationship. Yeah. Kind of thing. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Do you have a favorite character, Kaya? Do I have a favorite character? Um, I really, I think Vi is probably my favorite just because every time she was on screen, I was like, yeah, punch things. Oh, I like <laughs> you so much. You're so cool. Um, I Earlier when I was saying she was made for a certain audience, I am that You're audience. You're that audience. <laughs> um, and uh, I think that, but also uh, Echo. When Echo oh, showed yeah. up, I was like, who is this cool dude? Yeah. Like, just everything he can do, all of his abilities are so fucking awesome. And he just looks really cool. Yeah. But I, I did, so in researching for hot takes, uh, obviously there are a lot of hot takes I don't put in. Um, people had a problem with how cool and, like, non-flawed Echo was. Echo was just, like, the cool guy who can do anything. <laughs> I, I see that. I think they just didn't, like, really get into his character very yeah. much. He was pretty, pretty side uh Pretty adjacent to the story for the most part. But I do really like that he's sort of fighting for a middle ground between these two, like, mm-hmm. warring cities. Like, yeah. trying to create his own safe space. I thought that was just, like, a cool motivation. Yeah. yeah. He had, like, his own, like, they even showed, like, he had his own, like, little, like, hideaway for yeah. all his friends yeah. and stuff like that. And um, he's, like, collabing with Heimerdinger now. And uh, in the in the game... Um, uh, Echo is actually like a time traveler. So what? you go forward and backward in time. What? And that's why like he had like a stop, like a 
like a like a uh, watch yeah. or whatever that's teases his like time <gasps> travel ability. Cool. Oh, that's dope. Cool, and cool, cool. Even like in the fight between Echo and Jinx on the bridge, they yeah. show like what their fight could look like, and then he goes back in time, and then they play out the fight again. That teases his ultimate ability, which is like go backwards in time and Whoa. like re- redo a fight. That's cool. extremely cool. Yeah. So that's there's like a, there's cool. a bit of like fan service moment that even like the mo- only the players are gonna get. Yeah, you know what I mean. But it's still that was such a cool sequence though. You so know? cool. Yeah. So badass. Absolutely. What about you? Um, I'm a sucker for a villain, especially a chaotic villain. Uh, Jinx all the way. Oh, I think yeah. that character is so interesting and maniacal and just fun. She's very fun to watch. You know what? Like, that's the thing. Like, a character like hers can easily be someone that you really don't care for because we've seen the Harley Quinn yeah. kind of character played out so many times, but they did such a great job with Jinx. Particularly with like how they animated like her face and also like her voice, uh, voiceover actress. Yeah, yep. Is the person from Yellow Jackets? Like she did such a great. She's perfect for Jinx. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because she wasn't just like crazy and maniacal just for the sake of it. She showed so much depth and vulnerability. And vulnerability. Like you see the vulnerability, which is what she's protecting and why she's going off like that. Hundred percent. Honestly, like it honestly brought like I was like tearing up just like hearing her like rant and like. Especially when she's talking to Jinx, so you could feel like how betrayed she feels yeah. and stuff. And like, especially when she saw uh, Vi was with working with Caitlyn. Yeah, you see Jinx go like, "Wait, what? Who the hell is that?" Yeah, right? like we're. St- I thought we were. We're. Oh, mm, so oh. good. God, yeah, she did such an amazing job. My also, God. I love the character design. I forget the character's name. The little guy who's like a bit of an animal. Oh, uh, Heimerdinger. Oh, Heimerdinger. Like yeah. yeah, I always love a uh, uh, sentient animal. My favorite. Well, his species is called like Yordle, which are Yordle. like they're all like small, almost like gnomish like creatures. And in the game, there's like multiple different kinds of Yordles, and they all do like their own thing. So Heimerdinger is like the inventor. There's also like a ninja Yordle. There's what? also like a marksman Yordle. There's oh also God. like a wizard Yordle, and like they all live in a place called Bandle City, <laughs> which is like a. It's just like it's like a mushroom kind of like happy kind of land. Definitely. This is the perfect place for me. Send me there. <laughs> and and Yordles never die of old age. So like they Wait. and also Bandle City is in a different dimension, so it's not affected by time. That's if they why they never what? die of old age. What do they die of? Just for getting killed. Oh, <laughs> violence. <laughs> like elves. They're like elves. They yeah. get sad and they die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, but yeah, Heimerdinger. That's why like Heimerdinger was telling Jace to like be patient with developing Hextech, right? Because you never know. You, it might be out of control. And Jace was telling him. Um, humans don't live forever like yours. Yeah. I need to develop this he- technology now. Whoa, right, that makes sense. Oh I got gosh. the I got the sense he was very old, but uh, didn't oh, yeah. know that. Oh yeah, he's like three hundred years old or something. Oh, like, and that's why he's like that's why he has all the time in the world to be like, yeah. just be patient. Like, yeah. You know, don't yeah. go crazy. Very ant like. You know? Yes, yeah. don't totally. be hasty. Everyone. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I have to ask very quickly because I like the action sequences in this show. What do you think of them? Because I I was watching some of them just being like, holy fuck, like, I know this is based on a game, but some of these action sequences are amazingly choreographed. I know, like... Honestly, I was afraid it was going to be like, uh, what's it called, the Hunger Games situation of like the shaky cam. <laughs> oh you're going God. like, what the hell is going on right I can't, now? I can't see anyone. What's happening? Yeah, but like they did, yeah, again, like the, it was so well choreographed where you see every single thing, every single sequence and every decision they make mid-fight as well. Yes. And, and like... It also, they also stylized it really well with like they slowed down the action at like certain points, they sped it up and 
Yeah, it was just, especially with Vi, like, jumps up and punches the, the thing in, right in the face Ugh. and it just slow motion that. And it, it was just so well done. Also, honestly, like, that was the, my favorite fight was actually, like, Vi versus Selvika, like, like one-on-one in the bar. Yeah. Like, yeah. I thought that was so cool. And, like, the frame rate was, like, perfect for it. And, yeah, was, I, no complaints at all. They really... They knew the the gamer audience is going to demand great action sequences, yeah. and they fully delivered. Absolutely, on that. Well, even oh, sorry, I was just going to say because in some in some properties you're watching it. Like I think about some of the Marvel movies, for example, with their fight sequences, and I couldn't figure out what the fuck was happening. Yeah, I don't know who I'm supposed to be watching. I don't know where the action is. It's messy. It's confusing. Yeah. and this one was just like they're directing you to mm-hmm. exactly what they want you to see Absolutely. in every moment mm-hmm. in such a clean and beautiful way. Absolutely. And it helps that they can control everything about the visuals, but like the fact that they put so much effort into the choreography that the choreography tells stories so mm-hmm. you can do this like 5 10 minute fight scene mm-hmm. and you still feel like you're watching the narrative. Yeah, you're it, not tired watching the fight scenes. You're just like, "Oh, yeah. cool." You're not like, "Go back to the story. Mm-hmm. We we want we want to see the story again." Like it's not a side it's not a detour. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. the main event. And and they 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 crafted like the music to fit perfectly with the scene as well. Yeah. Like they did such a great job with the music as well. Oh, the music so of great. this game just, is awesome. Totally. A game show. Uh, yeah. Yeah, thing. Yeah. Um but also like I even even the non-fight scenes, like there's one where I think it's Vi who's like parkouring through the city. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, holy shit, mm-hmm. this is beautiful to I know, watch. I know. Like, I know, they did such a great job of depicting the Piltover as like this grand kind of, the sun is always shining and stuff like that, blue skies. That's what happens when you're rich. And stuff. When you're rich, the sun always shines. Yeah, you can just pay shining. for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But then when they depict like Zahn, it's like all like grungy, like neon lights. Yeah. It's like... They did such a great job of just like establishing the aesthetic of uh, each city, so you kn- you're never confused of where you are. Yeah, you know, as soon as you see it. Oh, the visual language is like uh, unparalleled. It's so good. Uh, so it brings us to this question: If you got to choose, where would you live, Piltover or Zon? Oh man, honestly, like. I don't think I'd survive long in Zon. To be <laughs> say, I would get my ass kicked immediately. Inst- like I'm done instantly. I would definitely be drinking Shimmer all day. <laughs> I'll be <laughs> that guy. Fuck me up. <laughs> well, I guess I'm drinking Shimmer today. Uh, is there another place out. in in this world? Because now we've learned about all these other places. Oh, yeah. Is there somewhere in the world of League of Legends that you'd choose to live? Honestly, I'd definitely like have to go with Ionia, which is, like, based on the East Asian aesthetic. Because, like, there's, like, cherry blossoms everywhere. Oh, yeah. Just so, like, pristine. And, like, a bunch of, like, stoic ninjas everywhere oh. and stuff like that. Ionia's great. Ionia's That's great. fucking rad. Yeah. Sick. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What's the nerdiest thing you've ever done in relation to your fandom of Arcane? Oh, a fandom of Arcane? Well, like... I guess League of Legends, if this world... We'll allow it. We'll allow it. <laughs> uh, I guess, like, the nerdiest... Well, I've been to, like... Uh, what's it called? Well, like, the League of Legends pro scene actually had, like, their world... Cha- or their North American championships in Toronto <gasps> one year. What? So I guess, like, going to that That's was so cool. pretty nerdy as well. Was it cool? Yeah, it was amazing. It was like at the the uh, Scotia Bank uh, Arena, and like what? I was like trying to explain to my friends what I was doing, and they did not understand. <laughs> at, wait, you're going to Scotia Bank Arena to see people play games? Yeah, I'm like, like yeah, correct, yes, yeah. They, but really fast. Like, why don't you want to play the game? No, I want to see them <laughs> play the game because they're pros. You oh know? my gosh! But yeah, that was pretty nerdy, and also like just being around, like 
since like I'm in like this gamer bubble, you don't realize how popular the game is. So like when I first went to Scotiabank to like, and I saw like how it was sold out. So you just see like a packed Scotiabank and you go like, oh my God, this game is massive. I didn't realize there was this, this many people in Toronto that play the well, game. Well, because you're watching it and you're playing in isolation at home. You're watching it online, which is just a person playing online. Mm -hmm. Like it makes sense that you wouldn't necessarily understand the scope of that fandom oh, until yeah. there's like a gathering. Oh yeah. And it's not something you bring up like it, when when you're just hanging out in regular spaces, you're like, hey, them, them Jays, right? And people will generally respond to that. But it's kind of weird to be like, hey, so League of Legends, <laughs> anybody playing that? Like that's just not yeah. socially acceptable in the no, same way. For some reason. So you don't know who else is playing. Mm -hmm. It's always like, again, this is the thing I'm experiencing with Last of Us is now that this show has come out, suddenly I'm like, wait, you've been playing this game forever? We yeah. could have been talking about this, know. you know? It's weird because like gaming is arguably more mainstream than like sports even. Because totally. like the World Championships for League of Legends draws like five times more than the Super Bowl. What? Yeah, because it's like a global event. Holy Honestly. shit. That's yeah. wild. And for context for anyone who's not in Toronto and doesn't know the Scotiabank Theater, this is a, like a sports arena. This place is yeah. huge. It seats thousands yeah. and thousands of people. Yeah. So it's not small. Oh, no. Yeah, it's, it's again, it's like a global thing. Like the fact that like PC games don't typically survive this long, but the fact that League of Legends is still a random as popular as ever just shows, it's a testament to how like great the game is and yeah. how it's connected to so many people. And it's definitely not going to slow down anytime soon with like this like other content coming out, you know. Frig. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to move on to some hot takes real quick. Um, but before we do this, uh, before we do that, rather, um, this episode is brought to you by Tee Public, where you're going to find your next favorite T-shirt. Uh, Tee Public has unique and nerdy designs available on T-shirts, tank tops, bags, all sorts of things that you would want. Um, you can find designs for anything that you're excited about, and they're all made by independent artists, which is really, really awesome. Yeah, you can customize uh, size, color, fabric on anything I'm currently wearing, and I was told I didn't need to wear this shirt if we were promoting it, but I was like, I love this shirt so much. I'm going to. It's a, a Brendan Fraser uh, t-shirt of him in Airheads, uh, designed to look like a retro throwback Um People have asked me, is that from the show Frasier? And I was like, no, I understand why you think that. It's Brendan Frasier. They're like, oh, cool. I also Anyways. have a similar one that Steph got me uh, for Alex Trebek. Yeah, young and Alex I wear Trebek. it all the time and I get so many compliments. So many compliments. It's amazing. Um, and it's because these are designs made by indie artists um, who are getting a fair commission. They're doing their best work. Um, and when you buy a shirt from our Tee Public store, you're support supporting not only those indie artists, you're also supporting this podcast. Yeah. And you can also, we have, uh, if you see our logo for this podcast, you can get that on a t-shirt. You can walk around with our face on your chest. Oh, yeah. And they're so comfortable. They're the most comfortable t-shirts I own. Absolutely. So head on over to tpublic.thefandomshow.com. Check out all of our merch. We also add for every episode that we do, we add at least one or two designs. Uh, t-shirts that we kind of like and think are fun. I can't wait. I might actually, Edward, get you to help me pick the one for Arcane because I want to know what the people want. I know what I want on a t-shirt, but I'm not the audience for the League mm. of Legend Arcane fandom. Yeah. So check that out. Um, that's tpublic.thefandomshow.com. And thank you so much, tpublic, for your support. Thank you, t-shirt daddy. We love you. I, know, I love that t-shirt, but it's like Kelsey Grammer holding the guitar. I know. Swap his face. Whoever designed this, make one with Fraser. I'd watch Please. that. I'd own the shit out of that. All um, right. All jumping right. into hot takes. The very first one, uh, obviously in all uh, romantic uh, interactions on screen, people come up with fandom names and ship names. Mm -hmm. uh, so this one is, the ship name Kate V is a massive missed opportunity. <laughs> Their ship name should obviously be Violin. 
Your thoughts. Oh, my God. I didn't even notice that. Violin, that's, like, way better yeah. <laughs> in every way. <laughs> this happens in fandom so often where they're like, we're going to put this name. And it's like, you've missed the obvious pun. How dare you? How dare you? Yeah. It was right there. Yeah. Like, yeah. The whole time. All right. Jeez. We got an agreement. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. I fully agree with that. Okay. How about this? Uh, Victor is the hero of the show, and we don't deserve him. <sighs> you know what? He is the hero of the show. Like, he's definitely a good guy, but we don't know yet what causes him or what's the trigger that causes him to be evil specifically. I think he's going to do something with Singed, and Singed is like this, like, mad scientist we saw with, like, that lizard. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think, like, he and him are going to, like, collab for some reason and do something really evil. But, like, I would say, like, save on that take for now until <laughs> we'll season We'll bring it two back to season two. So, yes, yes, he's the hero. For yes. now. Well done quote. Because he know. is not a good guy in I the mean, game. To me, I, watching the first season, I, I got the indication that he was for sure going in an evil direction. I, th- oh, yeah. I think they're yes. pretty clear about yeah. that. I mean, his character design alone is very obviously, you're a not a good dude. Yeah. It's very, what? Why? Because they've made him like, first of all, his coloring is very dark and gaunt and pale and frail. He's like a nerd, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, fuck nerds. (laughs) Oh, evil, evil nerds. Oh, no. no. It's like like that nerd getting revenge kind of thing that they're setting up. I don't know. If they want him to be a nerd that we like, he should have worn glasses. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right, this one. It's not the point. (laughs) This one, uh, and I specifically want to ask because of you. uh, Fuck Jace. Most people I see defending him only do it because they think he's hot or something. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, he is hot for sure, but that's not why. <laughs> it's very we good character him. design. Very good. But when you think about it, like he doesn't do anything like explicitly evil. Like even when he accidentally killed that kid during like the shimmer raid, he was like remorse after, like, oh my god, what have I done? What have I done? Right. Yeah. So he does have some morality to him. But you see that every action he takes, like, including like, I know it sucked that he kind of like usurped Heimerdinger, like took his seat on the council and stuff. I know that looks bad, but like when you see his motivations, they make sense. And I feel like a lot of people in his position would have done the same thing, right? Again, you're a human and you develop this outstanding hex tech technology that increased like Piltover's like profits like a billion fold. Yeah, you feel like you should be the head of the council, right? And Heimerdinger, Heimerdinger the whole time was telling Jace, stop, stop developing this. This is going to lead to like dangerous things. And of course, he's going to say that because he's seen, um, well, like in the game, they tease something called the Rune Wars, which is like a Ooh. war that happened way back, bef- way back before the show of of people harnessing arcane magic and using it to like declare war on each other, kill each other, and it caused like all these casualties. And Heimerdinger is old enough to actually live through that. Oh. So that's why he's telling Jace, stop this right now. It's I know where it leads to. Yeah. Right? This outstanding like power. It has to be developed slowly and methodically. But Jace is like, no, screw that. I'm just gonna develop these hex gates and really unlock the power of them. Yeah. They're both it's a case of like they're both right and you both understand their motivations. Yeah. yeah. But like again, I feel like if a lot of people in Jace's shoes, he would have done this. They would have done the same thing, and he doesn't do anything explicitly bad. Yeah. In fact, he was like the first one to propose that giving Zahn its independence, right? Yeah. As well, we gotta we gotta stop like putting our foot on top of like uh, the Undercity's necks. Let them be independent and free, yeah. and not rely on us. And he was the first one to propose that. 
Yeah. Right? Until like Jinx fired that rocket into like that. Yeah, she messed room. that up a little bit. Yeah. So that wasn't a great move. <laughs> In fact, like that was such a cool way to end it because like, it was just like, oh my God, finally, we're going to have peace between these two cities. And then boom, Jinx like fires a rocket in there and it messes everything up. Oh. I felt like that was a, such a poetic way to like end the season one because it's just like, no, we're going to keep this conflict uh, coming over and yeah. over again. Yeah, it's got to be perpetual. Yeah. On that subject, Jinx, Jinx's trauma doesn't erase the fact that she's a mass murderer. Discuss. Well, that's the thing. Like, um, yeah, that's the thing. I feel like a lot of mass murderers are tra- traumatized yes. to a degree. So it feels like she's kind of like playing in line with the typical person that was heavily traumatized. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, didn't yeah. get the support that they need to thrive as a person and instead doubled down on their own. Well, when you have like Soko as a father figure, yeah, you're going to be messed up a bit, right? Yeah, and totally. She, she clearly has some PTSD and like, yeah, it's like this is a, if if Jinx had a therapist, maybe none of this would have happened. Right? You know, more therapists in League of Legends. <laughs> we, need, we need a therapist we need, champion in League absolutely. of Legends. Absolutely, their their power is just sitting there and asking. And why do you feel that, that way? <laughs> right, I'll, James. I'll I know you're listening. Please give us a therapist character. <laughs> Honestly, would love would play. <laughs> it would throw any fighter off. You're just like in the yeah. middle of the fight, and someone's like. Now, when did this start for you? Yeah. <laughs> Let's reflect on that feeling. Also, give me 150 gold. Uh, yeah. See you next week or when you want to reschedule this. Absolutely. I'm like so sorry. We're at the end of our hour. time right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When are you free next? Let's get that in the calendar. Yeah, is yeah, it just yeah. scheduling is one of their, <laughs> <laughs> one of their superpowers? There you go. But, uh, <laughs> Same time next week? Honestly, though, Jinx, it's just like, yeah, she's a psychopath, like serial killer for sure. But like. We we'd still sympathize with her for sure because she's clearly. Well, that's something she was about to be redeemed. I feel like if Vi showed up without Caitlyn, she would have been because I feel like there's a bit of powder still in her. Yeah, totally. So if she saw like, oh my god, Vi came back for me. That's why she like lit that blue flare, right? Because Vi said, if you ever need me, light this flare. Yeah, and she did. Yeah, but I feel like it would have been perfect, but until when she saw like Kate, she's working with Caitlyn. That's when she felt like double betrayed. Yeah. Right. So, but again, like I feel like she could have been redeemed, you yeah. know. But who's to say, right? Who's to say? Who's to say? The writers. Um. So this one is the kind of weird and jarring soundtrack. Imagine Dragons et al. Uh, <laughs> actually does a great job of conveying the mishmash of styles and influences in the show. It keeps mm. you from getting too comfortable with the setting. <laughs> I love that they described an Imagine Dragon song of a song that never lets you get comfortable. <laughs> You're always I mean, going like, oh, what am I listening to? Is it wrong? It's very epic always. Oh, my God. And you know, people did hate that sequence no. in the episode with, they actually showed the Imagine Dragons band members oh, in Oh, yeah, show. okay. That's yeah, fair. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fair. fair. People funny. were going, why is this here? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I don't know. Like, Riot Games has collabed with Imagine Dragons before like many times like they've written like the world's championship theme song like a couple okay. of years so it's, it's video game music yeah it, yeah it definitely is I feel like their genre definitely does like lend itself well to a game like League of Legends yeah. as yeah, well totally. it's very cinematic it's oh for like sure super epic yeah yeah and it never oscillates from that tone at all ever <laughs> under any circumstances it's, it's definitely like we're go- about to go to war kind yeah. of music yeah. for sure imagine for Dra- some reason yeah. like hipster war imagine <laughs> dragons war. Is either makes you want to fight or fuck those are the two <laughs> yeah. imagine dragons yeah. options which yeah. is why it's bad to just listen to on your way to work <laughs> yeah it's not a good working soundtrack you get a bit weird or a song to wake up to <laughs> that's like wild <laughs> I can't I can't imagine 
imagine anyone would ever do that. It makes <laughs> you feel powerful. That song is powerful. Because you want to punch things. I it recall does. that's the oh, yeah, thing I that you said. Oh, yeah, I punched a lot as, we, mm-hmm. as I played it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, a, in, in, in bed. bed. <laughs> but, yeah, let me just say, like, I used to, like, like make fun of Magic Dragons, like, a lot. But, again, like, Riot Games has done such a great PR job for <laughs> Magic right? Dragons. Now, yeah. now I just, like, unironically listen to, like, their, their songs Although, as well. I, I will say, if you've listened to this, the regular song version of the opening, it doesn't slap nearly as hard no. as the, oh. the theme song version. Yeah, the theme song version is condensed and amped up to 100. The or- orchestral, like, backing yeah. is so good. That's the thing. Like, I never skipped the theme song when I was no. watching the show. Right? Oh, it's so good. I, I got to It's like a succession. It's like a White Lotus. Never skip the theme song. No. You got to listen to the whole thing it's every part single time. It puts you in the headspace. Yeah, and it, the it visuals totally of that opening sequence are oh, yeah. so good. Oh, yeah. So great. I'm a strong believer in theme songs. Like, even back in that, like, Six Feet Under had, like, a two-minute theme song. Like, it was long. It Would, was, like, a oh minute long at least. Would you say Imagine Dragons made you a made you a believer? No. Oh, oh that is that's another. Little, that's, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. know. If you don't, <laughs> you know. I'm so sorry for wasting that five seconds of your life. <laughs> you don't listen to Imagine Dragons, egg. and that's actually probably good for you. Um, <laughs> no, no hate on them if you like them. All right, uh, this one is Caitlin needs her own driving goal that is uniquely her own. She spends most of the show chasing around Vi to help her with her problems. You know what? I honestly thought that she did have her own motivation because, like, when we first get introduced to her, she wasn't, like, the police chief. She was just, like, considered, like, a beat cop, just, yeah. like, low-level, just, like, secure the crime scene. But you see her actually trying to, like, solve the crime as well. I guess I like that they even showed, like, when we first get introduced to her, you see her recreating what Jinx did, like, during her during her crime, right? Yeah. And it, it is such great storytelling. Instead of saying Caitlyn's a great methodical, logical cop, it actually showed her being one, being yeah, like a great yeah. detective, right? I love that they did that as well. But like again, like you, you'll see that even like the police chief and they he also had his own motivation for doing that as well. But always telling Caitlin, hey, just relax, let us handle it. You know what I mean? And she had like a chip on her shoulder. She wants to like prove that she's a great detective. Yeah. Right? So she actually did have her own motivations of like trying to solve this, this like criminal mastermind jinx that keeps destroying our city. I gotta like uh apprehend her, right? Yeah. So it's like to just to like prove to herself that she's a great uh, detective. Yeah, right? even though everyone's trying to tell her stop, cool yeah. it, kid. You're I getting know. too hot. And, and you're also, a rookie. <laughs> yeah, it, it, they kept telling her she's a rookie. Just relax. Also, they kept dismissing her like, "Oh, you're from a rich family. Why are you even like doing this?" Yeah. Right? And like they, I, oh, I, I hate it when games do that. It's like this kid from a rich family is actually trying to be like badass you know I yeah. feel like a game like Overwatch does that a lot there's another game called Overwatch by Blizzard and it's like a first person shooter but like it seemed like all their champions or playable characters had that backstory of like hey, I came from a rich family but now I'm on the front lines oh my I'm God. gonna be yeah. there I'm gonna fight the fight <laughs> there you yeah. go but it, like it's Caitlin, really hard for me really actually when you think about it did you know it. it's hard being rich no one <laughs> takes you seriously I know you have like a chip on your shoulder that yeah. way but yeah. I don't know I didn't mind that for Caitlyn and and to answer that hot take, she definitely did have her own motivation. She was trying to prove that she's a great detective, yeah. which she is. Nice. They have it. She wasn't and just like Vi's like sidekick. I wouldn't call each of them a sidekick to each other. Yeah, yeah sidekick. Yeah, <laughs> roommates. Buddies. Best friends. Anyway. They're super close, um, yeah. yeah. Super, super close, yeah. Weird. Uh, uh, do, you, do you have any hot takes? About the show? That um, you need to get out. Yeah, now's your moment. I feel like, um, the, okay, so, like, I understand there's probably, like, budget concerns as well because 
the show is actually extremely expensive. I believe it for that um, animation. I believe it. Yeah. And and again, like the go to like Riot Games YouTube channel and they'll show you like the making of Arcane. It's like a six part like documentary series, and it's not that long, but like it really is interesting to see like what the decisions that led into it. But what an overarching theme of that documentary was. We're running out of money. This is too expensive. <laughs> because especially like Studio Pastiche that hand paints a bunch of frames yeah. for them. Yeah, the costs were like building up. And they probably like did cut out a lot of storylines for time. For example, like the Sky uh, lab assistant just like <laughs> just come existing just to die. They probably did have more scenes with her. And I want to be sympathetic to that. But also characters like even again, like Echo. Echo's like an awesome character, but I feel like He's kind of superfluous. They don't really drive totally. the story yeah. per se, right? Yeah, absolutely. And also, like, a character like Singed, like the mad scientist, right? And I guess, like, Singed's purpose, and Singed is also a playable character, by the way. And, like, and I guess, like, his purpose was to, like, uh, like allow Victor to kind of, like, do a little bit of biological body horror science yeah. as well. But, is like, the lizard a playable character? No, lizard's Damn not a playable it. character. Damn but it. people are saying that um, the lizard was allowed Singed to come up with Shimmer. Oh, yeah, because like you see that the lizard dies, but then is like re- is like suspended in the test tube yeah, or whatever, reanimated almost. But people say that Singed is the one that developed Shimmer and gave it to Silco. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, like I think he's Singed is a great character and definitely does serve a purpose. But I feel like I wish he had more screen time. Oh, also his purpose was like reviving Jinx as well. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. But like again, like I, Singe is, a, is an interesting guy. I would just wish he had more screen time. Season two, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. And I get it. Like, there's so many characters; it's impossible to give everyone their due. But like, man, like I just, I would have been fine if the episodes were like an hour long each. Oh yeah, I could have watched. I could have easily watched an hour. Very long. much so. But again, that's probably like a budgetary issue. It yeah. is what it is. I guess. Yeah. Fair. They are painting every frame, so I guess that another twenty minutes mm. is actually a lot of work. Like, yeah. <laughs> Don't be lazy, Studio Pastiche. Oh yeah. boy. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> Steph's gonna get us canceled <laughs> again. All right. At the end of every episode, we like to share our micro fandoms of the week, which we will do in just a moment. But before we do, let's talk about some ways you can support the show. Um, if you want to. If you want to. There are many free ways um, that would be greatly, greatly appreciated. For instance, you can reach out and chat with us. You can follow us or you can send us compliments or thoughts or th- queries or whatever. Things you're excited about. Exactly. At Fandom Show Pod. Um, that's all the social media. That's on all the social medias, on the Twitters, on the Instagrams. We have um, a TikTok that we're going to try to make. We're working on it. We're way too old for this shit. So, <laughs> um, uh, but we're we're trying to learn to do as the youths do. Uh, do the youths like this? We'll, we'll find, find out. <laughs> um, uh, if you have any ideas for future episodes or you want to catch up on past episodes uh, or you just want to say hi, you can visit us at thefandomshow.com. And uh, please uh, tell all your nerdiest friends about us. And if you can and are willing and can spare a few moments, get on your podcast provider of choice, though ideally Apple Podcasts, and give us a rate, a review, or a subscribe. Uh, even a one-sentence review or one word helps us move up in the charts and means we can have uh, more episodes, more people finding out about this show, and we can spread a little more fandom love. Yeah, let's let's build an empire of positivity. I love this for us. I love it, too. I love 
I love sharing joy. Wait, our empire's bad. A community, big a community. community. I feel. Like, I mean, that show showed a lot of bad people. Empires. Though, too. Oh, empires are out of vogue, though. I feel oh. the word empire definitely did get a bad rap. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even I'm sure it's just like a normal yeah. word to describe. Let's do some positive colonialism. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Canceled. Oh, no, canceled. no, 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 no. Once, a, once an episode we get canceled. It's great. Um, our theme is by Yusu Kim, and our logo is by the wonderful John Blair. And now for our micro fandoms for the week. Starting with Edward. Okay, so I have like kind of two, if that's yeah. okay. You so, can have as many as you want. So my first one is like, again, this is so nerdy, but there's a, again, a prof- I teased it earlier, it's like a professional League of Legends team yeah. called Counter Logic Gaming. And like being a CLG fan has been s- such a tumultuous experience. <laughs> like being a CLG fan is like... I don't know how I'd compare it. It's like being a fan of like, think of like a sports team that has never won anything ever and in fact loses in tragic <laughs> ways. Buddy, we're, we're in Toronto. That's, there you go. That's we all, all know. Of our <laughs> they used to be the Raptors for a while. It's definitely the Leafs. Oh, yeah. The, honestly, it's like being a Leafs fan. There you yeah. go. That's like the perfect analogy. It's like a storied <laughs> franchise that's been there since the inception of Pro League of Legends and they have never won like the world championships. Like, Ever, oh. ever, ever. And like in fact, they get close and it looks like they're on the cusp of finally winning and then they just randomly lose in the most buffoon-like way. Oh, for sure they're the Leafs. Oh, yeah, for sure the Leafs, right? What and do you love about this team, though? They were like the first team I supported because like, I, like they were just like the team that played the game in such an interesting way. Yeah. Like they weren't just like, like, just like brute force, just kill everybody and just win. They they actually incorporate strategy into the game where like they actually played it almost like a chess match. Yeah. Like, oh, you do this, I'm gonna do something on the other side of the map over here and do like strategic trades as well and like and like oh you're act- you think you're beating us but it's actually our minions destroying your base at the same time so you gotta choose are you gonna defend yourself and Whoa. they're like really strategic and ever since then I became like such a fan of them. It's been twelve years <laughs> since then. I have like the hat. I have the tank top. And I, I went to like the I went to like the again the world champ like yeah. the North American Championships in my CLG gear, <laughs> ready to celebrate, and they freaking lost, oh. man. And I was just like that sad like CLG fan, just like shell shocked. You know what I mean? Were there other people in the merch? Like, were there other supporters of oh, that yeah. team? Oh okay. yeah, and we couldn't look at each other in the eye. <laughs> oh my we're god! Like, what are we gonna say on Reddit? What like, What are we gonna say on Reddit when we go home? Like, what oh the hell are we god. gonna say? And they have a bitter rivalry against another team called Team Solo Mid, which also called TSM. And like TSM is like their like older brother that always wins. Oh you know man! I mean? And their fans talk so much shit on oh. Reddit as well. So we're like, don't even open your phone. Don't even like <laughs> check the message boards for like a week after this. Yeah. I gotta go offline. It's a traumatic experience. Yeah. But the new League of Legends season just like started like a couple of weeks ago, and CLG is actually doing pretty well. Ooh. So All right. hope. It's it's the copium, it's the hopium. Just, I'm just breathing that shit in. This year will be different. Okay. Keep an eye out, everybody, because we know that Edward is uh, is is rooting for this. Yeah. So if you hear about it, Counter Logic Gaming. Let's pay attention. And if they don't win, it will destroy me. Oh no! Fabulous. Anyway, and also I, the, my second micro fan. I don't even call it a micro fandom, but it's it's the Last of Us. Yeah. Such a compelling show. They did such a great job. Uh, an example of a an screen adaptation of a game that they did well. Fantastic. Yeah. Yep. 
What do you What do you guys think of the Last of Us? Oh well, that's going to be micro my micro fandom. So I'm going to get into it. It's not really a micro fandom because it's obviously one of my macro fandoms. It's a huge. Um, So I'm going to micro in on specifically the episode Long Long Time. Um, which number episode is that's that? episode three oh. um, which uh, is the episode that stars one of my absolute uh, great pop culture loves Nick Offerman oh, I love absolutely go. everything that man does um, and this is no exception when I found out he was playing Bill I was so deeply deeply excited because Bill is also a, a favorite character of mine from the game and oh man it's amazing to see them adapt this show and make all the right changes, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like the it does because we've seen so many of the wrong choices totally. in adaptations over the years. But every change yeah. they make is very much in the spirit of what the story is about, and some of them improve on the story, um, or at least make a different version that has its own like weight and merit. And that particular episode was just like one of the best hours of TV I think I've ever seen. It, it was, was incredible. It, it honestly could have like stood alone as just its own short film. Absolutely. Right? Even if The Last of Us franchise never existed and you just released that on its own, it works as, just as a standalone yeah. kind of content it, thing. It right? was Bartlett was also oh, incredible. The, both of them, their chemistry was amazing. And like, I'll watch Nick Offerman ugly cry all day. It's uh, <laughs> the most beautiful thing. And I know a lot of people were like, he's not, he's not queer, so why is he playing a queer character? But uh, we've talked about this a bit and just... He plays it not as a trope. It's not a stereotype. It's mm. playing an honest human having a relationship with another human. Yeah. Mm. I think we live in a world where we're backswinging because for such a long time it there wasn't that kind of representation. And now we want only that representation mm. all the time. I think eventually if it evens out, we'll get to a place where anybody can play anything. But the reason like people get upset when like non-trans people play trans characters, for instance, is because there are trans actors out there not fucking working. Yeah. Right? Mm. Um, so like... One day I think we'll get to a point where those performances are okay. And in this case, I think Nick Offerman did the best possible job with it. Also, I think they did have a queer actor cast who then had to drop out. Mm. So he was he was uh brought in at right. the last minute. Beautiful. Also, his partner in the show, th- that actor's killing it. Like Murray Bartlett. Yeah, yeah, White Lotus and Last of Us. Absolutely. That's a great one-two punch. And rushing. Delightful. So good. Oh, I love it. Anyway, so that's my micro fandom in big quote. It's just going to be small parts of The Last of Us for the next several weeks. Honestly. Also, it's so funny seeing idiots on Twitter get so mad that a gay story was on screen. Yeah, be like, how dare you? What I don't trust you anymore, Nick Offerman, because you put you played a gay guy. And bless Nick Offerman being like, okay. <laughs> like, I guess you didn't. Get what was going on. That's a that sounds like a you problem. Yep. Anyway, uh, and that's why I love him so much. All right, Steph, micro fandom. Okay, so <laughs> mine is also based on Last of Us. Um, it's obviously in the zeitgeist right now. But this morning, I opened an article someone shared on our Discord. We have a Discord, by the way. Uh, you can find it on our social media. Um, someone posted an article about the guy who this is a bit of a spoiler uh, plays a bloater on the show and. Uh, the reaction to this character and this man is just people calling him Big Daddy Mushroom and wanting to have sex with this mushroom man. And I am obsessed with this idea that, like, the world is so horny that you can literally put anything on a screen. This is not a, like, cute, sexy character. This thing oh, is a nasty, disgusting, disgusting mushroom. Yeah. And the first reaction of some people is to see that and be like, I got to tap that fucking mushroom. Yeah. <laughs> Very first reaction is step on me, daddy. Honestly, and the world, like, I guess it's oh The Last God. of Us is the micro fandom, but also how stupid the internet and the world is. And I mean stupid in the most loving way because it delights me to no end 
that that is someone's first impression of that nasty ass mushroom man. I, I guarantee you can find like a fanfic right now on the internet with, with a big daddy mushroom. Absolutely. No There's going to be bloater AO3 fanfic right now. I'm going to go check it out after we record this because it's going to be so stupid. Oh, I can't wait to wake up to this for the next Someone's month. Someone's dropping into this actor's DMs being like, yes, daddy, do me. So that's my microphone. Spore on me, baby. Spore, spore all over me. Spore on my chest. Okay, well, that's a horrible note to leave off on. The listeners are too turned on right now. All right. This is the horniest episode we've ever done. And hard exit. Thank you so much, Edward, for hey, joining us today. My pleasure, guys. Um, what so a fun. delight. Uh, is there anything you want to plug? Where can they find you? Uh, listen, I'm trying to grow my Twitter following right now. You know, uh, you can follow me at Edward Choi, but the A in Edward is an O. So it's Ed and then Word, Word, Word oh. like Microsoft Word, and then oh. Choi, C-H-O-I. I'm also Instagram, same handle. Yep, and, check it uh, out for Heartland updates. <laughs> listen, we're working on season 16 right now. <laughs> listen, if you guys know any horses of color, please <laughs> send them our way. They must be able to piss on command, okay? So please send in those headshots, and uh, we'll uh, get to talking. Beautiful. And till next time, love the things you love and tell everybody about them. Bye. Step say bye. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>